Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, good evening, good day, good morning, wherever you're around the world. It's the Spurs Show. Thank you so much for joining us again. Well, we're cock-a-hoop. We're cock-a-hoop today. There's nothing better than a Monday when you're walking on air after another famous victory. And joining me tonight to uh, discuss all things Tottenham, returning from the brilliant Talking THFC on Twitter, Sean Cook. How are you, Sean? Very well, thank you, my friend. How are you? Been a while, hasn't it? It's been a little while. Been a while, been a while. Always, always a pleasure to be back. Oh, thank you very much. Lovely to have you. And there he is drinking beer in Spain, where it's currently about 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the broadcaster, Billy Joel fan, Marcus Buckland. <laughs> yes, Billy Joel, I, Billy Joel fan, but I'm, I'm walking on Harry Kane air at the moment. I, I, I mean, I am an hour later, so I'm allowed half a beer. Okay. Continue to revel in yes. the Sunday afternoon. Fair enough. No, it, it was, I think what was so sweet about it, and obviously we're going to talk about it, is that none of us saw that one coming. Us Tottenham fans, so pessimistic. Doom and gloom before the game. And uh, fantastic. Just before we uh, we get into that, just to remind people, because a few people messaged me, last week we had Steve Perman with us and Julie Welsh and talking about their brilliant new book, uh, 81. And some people are like, oh, no, I didn't get the money off offer. So just to remind people to get the book 81 and any other book by VSP Publishing, go to shop.visionsp.co.uk and the discount code, type in TSS, the Spurs show, and you'll get 20% off that book and others. They are. That's just for people that have been asking me. Right. So, I mean, Sean, as I, as I sort of alluded to there, it was a bit doom and gloom. Obviously, the, the, the news that poor Antonio Conte had to have a bit of a, an emergency operation. So you immediately go, mm, OK, he's not on the bench. That, uh, that's not great. He's not in the, in the dugout. Did you did you see this? I mean, maybe not the result, but did you see that performance 
Did you envisage that kind of gutsy performance before the game? Look, I mean, we, we've got this incredible record against City, haven't we? And, and uh, you know, not only have they only ever lost to us at a new stadium, but they've never scored a goal, which is <laughs> is incredible. And I think we can go into these games with this tremendous confidence as a result of that, because for reasons beyond my apprehension, you know, we, we've got Pep's number now and we seem to have figured out how to beat Man City at home. But I, I, I don't think I saw that performance coming as, you know, I think we finally produced a complete... 90 minute team performance and, and finally beat a good First one of the season possibly yeah yeah for the whole season and you know we've been waiting desperately for a game like that and and we did it and what's crazy is like as i say i kind of felt that coming before the game we've just got this confidence against man city that for yeah for whatever reason is uh is just there yeah marcus he's very ungracious isn't he guardiola he was blaming mm. the traveling to london mm. On mm. the game, the far it is. I mean, honestly, he's got oh. very little class, does he? I mean, it's kind of be a bit gracious. And and, and I, I have to say, but we'll go into the, the nub of the game. I just thought them around the ref. Uh, a, I thought the referee was dreadful. Uh, and we seem to get a lot of dreadful re- uh, refs this season, even with an awful ref. Um, I, I must admit, during the game, when the ref was so awful, when they were asking for these penalty appeals, I really thought also it was going to go VAR or they're going to get one. Especially that mm. last minute one with Hugo Lloris clearly watching the ball, did mm. catch the defense, did catch the, uh, I think it was Rodri. Um, and I mean, there was one in the World Cup that was actually given like that. So that was a slight concern, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I have to say, you, you can't really criticize Guardiola because of what he's done. And yet, Every time he plays us, fantastic from our point of view. He seems to be too clever for his own good. He always leaves out De Bruyne. Mm. He then moans, as you said yesterday, oh, dear, oh, dear, a 200-mile journey from Manchester to London. He says it's like going to some far-flung part of Europe. Mm. I know the Seven Sisters Road can be a problem, but I think Mm. in their beautiful condition, coach, whatever they've got, they can deal with that. Um, you know, sometimes you, you are too clever for your own good. And again, afterwards, he goes, oh, well, I won't call it the Harry Kane team because it'll upset Mar- uh, Maurizio Pochettino. In other words, deep down, he's saying it's the Harry Kane team. So, mm. you know what? I wish we could play City at home every week. And it's interesting because when it all went wrong for him at Barcelona, it imploded big time. Mm. We've heard all the headlines today about Manchester City's financial issues. That's right. I mean, I mean, if there's ever a season this to happen and to hand the Woolwich the title, if this mm. happens and, and they get points deducted, I mean, in a way, if you kind of think, you know what, Arsenal are going to win it, at least you can turn around to the Gooners and go, yeah, you won it when your rivals had all their points docked. So, I mean, if take the championship, but it's not really the same, is it? Well, hang on, Arsenal might blow it anyway. How many points behind them are we? We're, uh, you know. we're 11, 11. Yeah. With a couple of games played more, but um, I, I'm not going to hand the title to Arsenal. And I know one or two people yesterday were, well, I, I don't think they were in, in two minds because to see Spurs play like that and beat Manchester City on, on such a record-breaking day, mm. you put everything else out of uh, out of your mind. But yeah, going back to the Guardiola thing, I just it dusted my head in and there was, I thought, fantastic analysis, I must say, on, on BBC's match of the day two last mm. night, where they very clearly showed why they're not playing to Haaland's strengths. The space that he's been exploited, and we know how vulnerable that Spurs defence can be when someone runs at us. The I fact that they just did that, he didn't get a touch in our box. Come on, if he's such a great manager, why does he keep making these selection errors? And is he really working out how best to, to deploy Haaland, who I know has scored a lot of goals, but in some of the big games... 
he has not appeared, and yesterday was an example of that. But that's right. I mean, Sean, you know, as Marcus said, I mean, you know, Haaland, it's not like he hasn't scored or we were given the ball. He's been banging in the goals. Playing, and also, they stopped playing. So the other weird one was taking Mares off, who you talk about players always do well against Tottenham, wherever he is. Mares is at one. He'd already hit the bar in the first half, the way he cuts inside. And when he was hauled off about after about an hour or so, I kind of was there going, well, you know what? That's 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 really good. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. And and that's the interesting point is that you have to look at Guardiola there, don't you? In that he's the one constant amongst all of these defeats that, you know, he yeah. it hasn't changed. You know, we, what strikes me is we've now done this across four managers. I think Poch, Nuno, Mourinho and Conte mm. have all done exactly this against his City team. So whether it's a case of the classic Pep overthinking things like he did against Chelsea in that Champions League final and well, did, did he start without a striker in that final or whatever it was, whether it's a case of that and he just overthinks it, he's got it in the, in the back of his mind that he has to try something different next time because it didn't work last time against Spurs I'll never know but uh, I mean we'll probably go on to it but I think there's there's some standout performers there from us yesterday that that were the reason behind it first and foremost a great team performance but mm. yeah you have to talk about Emerson Royale which I, I never found well, myself go, go, go ahead I mean you know again if you kind of get sucked into this sort of social media stuff which is very very different to the majority of people that I think go to games. I mean, I'm not saying, oh, you know, you go to games and all that. You know, some people live near near Tottenham, some don't. Some get tickets, can't. Some don't get tickets. I don't, I'm not one of these people moaning about that. But there's always an incredible disconnect between this kind of, I don't know, sort of echo. I wouldn't even call it an echo chamber on Twitter because I don't really believe in a lot of the stuff I see on Twitter. But if you just follow it on social media, it's it's absolutely toxic. And the ground is different. And again, I, I thought the crowd were brilliant. They got behind the players. They got behind Royal. You could see it really lifted him as a player. And I mean, Grealish is a great player. Grealish was just going down left, right and centre, looking for fouls and all that. Royal was, was without doubt, his, 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 his best game in a Tottenham shirt. Uh, absolutely. And like you say, there, there is that real divide over him. But although a performance like that will be a surprise to many... It's exactly what he's good at. You know, the aggressive defending, relatively low buck, you know, back-to-the-wall performance. When he's asked to have the ball and be dynamic, he struggles. We all know that. But he is great in these situations. And it's why a Nuno type in particular would have wanted that player in that when he signed him, he offered something different to the other fullback we had in Matt Doherty, and who is good at those forward dynamic movements. And you can you know, rotate depending on the the opponent, and that's exactly why he he went for him. It, Pochettino did it back in the day when he rotated Walker and Trippier, depending on the opponent. Conte now has the option with Porro and Royale, in that although I think Porro will probably play more games from now until the end of the season than Royal, he has now that option to rotate depending on the the opponent. And you mentioned there. You know, he'll probably be taking Jack Grealish out of his pocket this morning because my my word, did he have him? I mean, the there's a, there's a clip on YouTube. Go and have a look on on Tottenham clips. I think the pages where there's a full two minutes of just Royale against Grealish, where every single duel, every single battle, he won. It was mm. just incredible. And you make a great point there. The key thing for any good side is to have two quality players for every position and if they can be a little bit different as well that is perfect and Royal, I thought he was going to start yesterday I know Porro since he's come over and signed A he hasn't really trained properly he was feeling unwell too great going forward so that game yesterday wasn't necessarily the one for him but now we have got 
two options in what has been a, a terrible position for us, mm. it, just in terms of the, the number of right-backs we've had, the money we've spent. We just can't quite seem to get it right. And I love the fact that Royal wanted to stay. There was a lot of talk about him going either on loan or, or heading off permanently to Atletico Madrid. He said, no, I want to make my mark. And I really admire him for that yes. because he does a lot of abuse and he's he's not the greatest going forward. But I thought he was absolutely fantastic yesterday. And I'm so excited now that, that he's starting to make an impression. And Porro, I mean, I haven't seen him that much, but it sounds like he's going to be a really exciting addition as well. So that that problem position looks as though it might have been solved, which is a huge plus. The other thing, Sean, that was interesting watching the game was sort of Dyer being, being allowed to sort of wander into midfield. Um, then he got caught a couple of times, in fairness. The pressing, Pierre-Emile Holbeck, also his best game, certainly 90 minutes for Tottenham Hotspur, getting forward, Great pass to Kane when he was almost falling over, was everywhere. His shooting from the edge of the box still needs, you know, needs a bit of work. But him again, I mean, it, honestly, we just look so good in, in, in every area. It was incredible to see. And even Hugo had very little to do when he had to do it near the end. He didn't put a foot wrong either. No, absolutely. I have to give credit to almost every player. And, and you mentioned Hoybier there. When he's good, he is amazing. Like yeah. when he really does fancy it, he's superb. And and there's a it goes to show why a manager like Mourinho would go for him. He's always loved that kind of character, that man that's going to run relentlessly. You know the the warrior, the Viking, the the nicknames he always gets. You know it's a, a play Mourinho's had throughout his entire career, and and no wonder he went for him. But look, you mentioned there, you know, there are still a few frailties in the sides. Dyer does have his moments. Lloris has his moments. I thought Ben Davies, as, as good as he played yesterday, is starting to show his age a little bit. He's started to become that old man Ben Kenobi a little bit, and, and it's, it is coming through. So, look, we, we do have a few weaknesses throughout the squad. I think it will be a drastically different squad to the one, uh, the, the one we'll start next season with, absolutely. It has to be. You know, I don't think... Lloris can continue uh, for as, as long as perhaps he thinks he can. You know, he still thinks himself to be a top goalkeeper. I remember the, the quotes he came out with a couple of weeks ago defending his performance against Arsenal, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah, Lagunas. So look, I think we do have to replace a, a number of these names, but it's good to know that we do, you know, when we have these big opponents coming at us, we know we can rely on on certain players to dig in deep. It's, it's yeah. Marcus, it's that consistency again. You kind of think now surely we'll kick on. You look at Arsenal, who I didn't think were very good against Everton, who got in their faces like we got in City's faces. I thought United were a bit lucky to get the win at the weekend. Liverpool don't look great. Chelsea, with all the millions spent, couldn't put the ball in the net. Um, again, it's you think if we just keep the key players fit and go on a bit of a run. You look at the rest of our fixtures now. I think we've still got... Liverpool away, United away. And th- no, we've lost United away already. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And then we've got, yeah, but you kind of look, we've got look, the next few weeks, we've got a lot of the teams below us. We've got a lot of mid-table yeah. teams like West Ham and Chelsea. Uh, yeah. So, hey, but, I'd but, that one. But, 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 but we could say this for the last 25, 30 years, keep, the th- keep two or three of the key players fit, win the matches that you should match. Yeah. Oh, should win. Um, this is Spurs, unfortunately. But I feel very guilty because in the space of, what, three weeks now, we played Manchester City home and away. Mm-hmm. And my patience snapped after that game 
at City when obviously we were two and up at half time. We lost four two. I, I was in a I was uh, it was a bad week anyway, and I, I I I kind of lost the plot after that. And here we are, two and a half. There's weeks a theme late. here, Marcus, isn't there? Yeah. For those of well, people that listen to top ten Tottenham's Marcus Buckland, even Theo Delaney's life goals with Marcus Buckland, there's a theme about losing your plot, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I was, funnily enough, there was a connected theme because I was with my mother-in-law again, ah. and story about thing when we won at Leicester with those yeah. those like. It was a very similar thing here, and, I, and uh, she couldn't understand why I was getting negative when we were tuned up. I said, "Wait an hour, you'll understand why." And sure enough, of course, we then let in four goals. But I, so I totally agree with you, though. I then look at the team, and, and Sean is right. I love Hugo Lloris, but yesterday, and he was he was fine yesterday. But I panic now every time the ball goes near him because I'm just yeah. wondering what he's going to do with it. He's been a fantastic servant to the club, but I, I think Sean's right. The time has come in the summer. I mean, I think Raya should come across from, from Brentford and there's a really good replacement there. The, the central defence obviously still needs to be tightened up. But you look at Hoiby, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Benton Kerr, Kudasevsky, sensational. Kane, Son, Richardson, you know, we, we, he's not yeah, really had yeah. yet, but I'm sure he's going to have a huge role to play. We want to see a lot more from Basuma. I have to say, I, I groaned when Sessignon came on yesterday. He has been doing my head in this season. But right. actually, Did he okay? had a Decent little cameo, and if he gets the confidence and actually believes he can take on players and do something, then he can contribute. So I totally agree with you. I think this is not just a one-off. Uh, you know, we've got a good record normally against Leicester. If we can kick on and win there mm. and put a few results together, I think we can have a fantastic end of the season. Well, we'll talk about Leicester on Friday's show. We're doing a special preview against Leicester. Let's go to a break, and when we come back, people will probably going... Why haven't they talked about Kane? Why don't they talk about Kane? We're going to give Carrie Kane the second half of this show and talk about the new king of White Hart Lane. Back in one minute. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we're back for the break. Uh, don't forget for premium content, including a daily news show, X-Player interviews, original documentary series on Spurs, go to patreon.com slash Spurs show. Support the show in the process. We had a brilliant live show recently with Jerry Armstrong. That show is up and available. I urge you to go and uh, listen to that. February the 22nd, we've got Neil Ruddock with us. Uh, again, if we're going to do become a Spurs season ticket holder, you and a mate can come to all our events. It's literally like a five or a ticket. Go to season.spurshow.net. Uh, if you just want to come to the Neil Ruddock one, we've got a couple of just single tickets available. Uh, go to belletto.co.uk, type in Spurs Show Live, or there should be a link to the description to this pod. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Next week, I'm joined by Simon Lipson and ex-Cocteau twin Simon Raymond. Uh, right, Sean, you know, I'm a little bit older than you. I've seen some top strivers. Too young to watch Greaves at Tottenham. But I certainly saw uh, Chivers, Gilzine, Crooks, Archibald, Allen. Postiga. Postiga. Armstrong, Moores, Jones. Yeah. Um, I've seen some great strikers at Tottenham. Um, and I remember, I was certainly, I think, I wasn't, I, I don't recall the game against Shangrock, his first goal. I do remember going the same season. We played Hearts. We beat them 5 0 at Tynecastle. I think he scored. He missed a penalty thing that, that, that night. And we were sort of, and I saw Martin Chivers that night. And everyone was sort of talking about Kane, but. Very few people, even within Tottenham, the club rated him. And all of a sudden, he just burst onto the scene. I think we could all remember that uh, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day game under Pochettino. We beat Chelsea 5-3. You could point to that was when he came of age, when he did it against one of the big teams. Even then, no one could be, think would be sitting here now going, the greatest striker Tottenham Hotspur have ever seen in terms of goals incredible and to do it at home do it against the team that he apparently wanted to join but they didn't pull up the money for him to score against them is even sweeter and just to see his face when he scored if you ever doubted his love of Tottenham and love of the fans and love of the club you saw it in that moment the smile the happiness how much it meant to me to, to him and I, 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 I I'm I'm quite I'm don't mind admitting that I cried I cried. I had tears in my eyes, blubbering, because it meant so much to me as well. To see, uh, 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 you know, someone who's come through the ranks do it was—it's just a beautiful moment. Yeah, look, look, I could, I could talk forever about him. I promise, I will give Marcus his, his five minutes as well. But he, you know, look, head over heels is in love with him. We, we all are, and, and my admiration for him goes beyond that. I'm just in awe of the guy. He's just skill his knowledge his ability to reinvent himself mm. every single season you know I think Jamie Carragher said it best on Sky's coverage yesterday but Kane reinvents himself but then continues to do the things a younger version of him was so prolific at and he's different to your Rooney who just dropped deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper the older he got your Shearers who carried on doing the things he was very very good at but didn't really evolve beyond that Mm-hmm. But Kane drops deeper, but carries on being the box player. And he's just got it all and yeah. absolutely will break the Premier League record. I, I've got no doubt in my mind that that he will do that. What is it? Three more seasons of 20 goals. He's, he's, he's going to do it. He's 60 behind. So, I mean, I hope those three seasons at Tottenham, I really do. For sure. Uh, For I sure. Think, and look, he's just, I think he'll it, stay in this country. I don't see him going overseas. I I really don't. His no. game is suited for the Premier League. Why? Why would you want to leave the greatest uh, football league in, in 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 the world? Either whether he stays with us is another matter. Uh, That's it. That, and look, you've got you've got the obvious elephant in the room in, in Man United uh, are lurking around, aren't they? And look, a player of his age and generation playing for Man United, regardless of who you support, is is the pinnacle, isn't it? You know, lots of players grew up wanting to play for Man United, regardless of who you supported, but. But the interesting point that stood out to me yesterday was that I think we've been desperate, particularly since the links to City came about, we've been desperate for him to actually come out and like profess his love for the club. You, you don't really ever hear him saying, you know, I, I, I love the st- I love being at this club. I love the fans. And he has said that before. Don't get me wrong. But 
he doesn't vocalize it that often. And yesterday, you know, our, our mate Coity put it to him um, when he was speaking to him on the pitch. You know, he said, look how much these fans love you. You know, we love you. And and he went, yeah, like, I, I know, I know. And and that almost got, you know, I got a lump in my throat there that tugged at the heartstrings because it's the first time for a while we've, we've heard that from him. And uh, shit, yeah, look, I could, I could go on all day, but but what a what a special, special man. And we'll never see one like that ever again, possibly. Yeah, Marcus, we've seen... One could argue better flair centre forwards, you know, Berbatov, more better goal poachers, Kane, uh, not Kane, Keane and Defoe and uh, Lineker and whatever. But uh, as Sean said, how he reinvents himself and drop deeps. And I mean, he's our best midfielder as well. But to score this amount of goals, the different kind of goals he scores, he doesn't have electric pace. But uh, a bit like a sort of showing, I mean, he has that brain where he's, he's thinking <laughs> just a split second before, certainly before defenders. Where, where do you now put him in? in and I know you're your hero, Steve Archibald, but I mean, where do you put him now? He's, he's oh, got to be number one now, surely. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. I'm too young to have seen Jimmy Greaves. Mm-hmm. And I think what we have to remember, um, I look at the figures, Jimmy Greaves got his 266 goals in 379 games. Harry's... Uh, got there in 416, so that's 37 less. And, I mean, you should remember that actually Jimmy Greaves it's still the all-time flight score 57, which is yeah. almost 100 more than Alan Shearer. So, mm-hmm. the Matt, he was unbelievable. I didn't see him live. I so wish I had. Mm. But Kane is remarkable, and you made a really good point, both of you, about the fact that he hasn't got frightening pace. And that's that's great news because that means that injury permitting, he can go on being as effective now um, as he has been for several more years. I'm, I'm looking at that figure. I think absolutely he should pass Alan Shearer. I mean, I wonder if he's if he's thinking, can he get to 300 top flight goals? Mm. And the other thing, of course, he's been linked with moves to other clubs because he wants silverware. And I understand the Manchester United connection. But as well as they're playing at the moment under Eric Ten Hag, is there any guarantee if you go to Manchester United that you will win silverware? Mm. If you go to Manchester City, well, they've got Haaland now. And by the way, people have been making comparisons between Haaland and Keane since Haaland arrived in this country. Forget it. As you rightly said again, um, Harry Ken is also our best midfield player. So if, if things aren't happening from inside the box, he pops up here, there and everywhere. Haaland does nothing. And that's not a that's not a real criticism of him because he's an out-and-out goal scorer and a fantastic goal scorer. But Kane is more than that and can continue to be more than that. He'll never go to Arsenal, surely. So that rules that out. He'll never go to Chelsea, surely. So Liverpool, well, at the moment, we've got more chance of winning titles and, and, and silverware than them. Manchester United, maybe. I, I just think that if he wants to stay in this country, and I agree that... United, United I think, is the only British team I think yeah, he might no turn ga- his head. I really do. I I, I agree with you. I don't see if him going he, well. If he goes to United and then, and then they don't win anything and Spurs do, how's he going to feel there? So I, I I like to think there's a real chance now, particularly if we, if we finish this season strongly... And Conte commits his future to the club, that he's going to say to himself, well, look, I'm as well off here as I am anywhere. And and, and that trophy is going to come. And I still think it might come in the FA Cup this season, but it it's it's going to come. And I, I would never criticise him if he did leave because a player of his no, stature, I would, I would he deserves to win silverware. But I, I, I now feel more confident that he'll stay and he will do it at Tottenham. Yeah, well, I hope you're right. And uh, since the last show, we obviously drew... Sheffield United or Wrexham away. Um, I suppose Sheffield United must be the favourites in that replay now. That'd be a tricky one. I've seen us go to Bramall Lane and lose 6-0. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that was at Bolton. No, was that, in, was that Sheffield United? I, th- oh, well, I think it was we an awful lost, one there. We lost six at Sheffield United. We lost by about five at Bolton as well. I've had some awful nights up there. Um, so, I mean, that, that that that's a midweek game. That would be a tough one. But I, I just feel that this could be our... I mean, look look at the other teams in the FA Cup. We've mm. we certainly got a good chance. But I'm certainly one of the favourites now. Um, we'll see. No, I mean, that's Harry Kane. Um, very little to add but that, but just congratulations to him. Wonderful. And, and let's hope we see many, more, many, many more great goals in a Tottenham shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm sure we will. Um, other bits and pieces. Since the last show, we didn't really sort of uh, finish with the transfer window. Obviously, Poro came in, Danjuma came in. Uh, Poro very, very protracted. Uh, Sean, I mean, there's talk that that Kane wanted, not Kane, I keep saying Kane, Conte wanted a creative midfielder. He wanted a centre-back. That didn't happen. Out of 10, where would you put that transfer window? No, I, I think it's, uh, you've got to put it in the seven, seven and a half, eight category, just because we, we identified our primary target being Pedro Porro and we signed him, you know. Oh, bloody for, time. Through that alone. January and- the 1st. <laughs> but that's it. So the um, look, I, I think it was a strong window. Dan Juma came out of nowhere, very opportunistic mm. signing, but clearly has, um, you know, it was enough for Villarreal to go and spend 20, 25 million on him from Bournemouth. But yeah. the, the, the Poro one's the important one because, um, you know, Marcus touched on it earlier. We've spent, I think it's about 120 million on right backs since Kyle Walker. Um, and I, I've got the full list here, which please, I'll rattle through. Oh, please, please do. Of players that have played right backs for it's us. It's just nice to see time. some of the show that actually do some research. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Trippier, the obvious one. Trippier, Aurier, Foyth, Walker Peters, Davinson Sanchez, Vertongan, Doherty, Royale, Spence, which is nine different right backs we've had since Walker I'm probably missing someone as well but I mean that's that alone is is frightening the fact we've just never quite got it right but as I say we've gone out there identified a primary target we've got him I think a lot of fans saw what he was about in the the two games against Lisbon this this season you know clearly a real talent clearly someone that Conte can mould given his age he's he's a player that could have a really long career at top top level so delighted with him um Dan Juma as I say look clearly a talent um one that's going to be that I guess Lucas Moura replacement in the squad considering he is unfortunately slowly deteriorating and 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 quickly on Moura as well a slight tangent but um it's quite funny to see him slowly become chirpy this season I guess as our almost club mascot in that even yesterday was warming up with the players Try to get involved in the unveiling of the two new signings as, as as well. Clearly, a very popular character, but can sense, I guess, that his his time is moving on from from the club. So Dan Juma for me sort of fits that role. But I never seven... I never realised that Lucas Moore now was chirpy. Is that what he's now doing <laughs> at half time, wandering around waving at the kids? I had no idea. But Daniel Levy would save any penny he could, wouldn't he? So exactly, you're under contract. Put the put the put the chick put the cockhead on and get moving. Uh, no, I, I agree. And, and the nice thing, Mark, is about Poro. He really, really wanted to come. There was obviously, uh, if you believe certain reports, Sporting dug in, didn't want him to go. And when it went down to the wire, it was Poro's insistence that that was it. He, he was off. He looked so happy at uh, the airport. And when he did the, the, the crappy little videos that players have to do now, it looked like he really, really wanted to be here. And, and uh, I, I've seen quite a bit of him, actually, this season. Very good, good engine, strong in the tackle as well. 
great cross with the ball, great at uh, taking players on as well. I think he's going to be very, very exciting for us. Yeah, well, he's got the end product, something like 11 assists this season. And, and I think he scored three goals or something, like, or maybe even more uh, himself. Um, and I, I think Sean spot on seven, eight out of 10. Uh, I know a lot of people wanted another central defender to come in, but I can see that the club do not want to go out and buy somebody for the sake of buying somebody in January if they really don't feel they're going to get an upgrade on what they have got. And we have got a fair few central defenders, and we all know that when they play well, when Devinson Sanchez plays well, he looks great. And you've got Longley, and you've got Davis, and you've got Romero, and you've got Dyer. So it's a pretty well-covered position, even if it does require some more quality. So I can see why they decided not to strengthen there. Uh, again, yes, Dan Juma wasn't obviously the original target. They they nipped in and grabbed him when Everton sacked Lampard and Dan Jimmer got cold feet. But I think they actually filled two excellent positions. And what's quite encouraging, of course, is that we beat Manchester City yesterday without either of them. Yeah, no, very, very true. Very, very true. Well, look, let's uh, let's wrap this uh, one off. The uh, Sean and Marcus very kindly sent me back on Friday where we'll be talking about... Uh, what was it? Exciting game, Leicester City away. Uh, until then, thank you so much, everyone uh, listening, uh, wherever you are around the world. Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, mate. Always a pleasure. Marcus, thank you very much. See you Friday. Yes, I shall have another little beer here to celebrate that. But um, I'll be lovely. (laughs) Thanks, everyone at home. Until uh, until Friday. Come on, you Spurs. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.